Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. How well can you hear me? You could probably hear me very well, so I'm going to keep it at that. So this is another episode of the Big Bang Bear podcast. This is Gian, a.k.a. Zeke the Bear. I have a lot to say today. It's just me, no special guest. It's just me. I've been driving recently a lot, you know, work for my dad. And when I am driving, that time I use to really think about my inner deep thoughts. There is a lot that I want to say. There's a lot that I've had on my mind for very long. So this episode, you're going to learn a lot about me that perhaps many of you, if not all of you, have not heard of about me or know anything of. So here we go. First things first, I'm going to read some Tinder bios because I plan to make that a thing every podcast, you know, just for shits and giggles, maybe some critique. I will not say the person's name uh, like we did with Freyer the last time. It's going to be just the age, if applicable, and their bio, and then a critique slash, you know, just bashing on them. (laughs) Um, It's totally fine, you know, shits and giggles, fine. So the first one I want to start with, Um, we have here, literally shit you not, starts off with the chocolate bar emoji, the drool emoji, and the hot emoji, like, like the person's burning, house emoji, Kentucky, airplane emoji, Georgia, peach emoji, airplane emoji, Delaware, then vomit emoji, or close to vomiting emoji, all right. Continuing, moving back to Georgia soon, fingers crossed, emoji, don't waste my time, 420 friendly, and I can probably outdrink you, probably, well, I think I'm probably going to swipe left on that, that's a left in my book, Um, uh, there's really not much to say about that one other than when you are too lazy to even spell a word correctly, I'm probably going to swipe left on you, so... Yeah, yeah, it's a, that's probably a yes, uh, swipe left. The other one, let's see, next one, let me delete this. Oof, okay, so there, this one's very straightforward, very uh, short. This one says, just be straight up, LOL, don't waste my time. This was all in one sentence, no capitalization, no period. This comes from the grammar Nazi in me, which I just, I, I for some reason, I embrace it. But at the same time, I hate it because I know no one gives a fuck if, you know, there's no punctuation of some sort. No one gives a shit about that. Like our generation, you know, the millennials, Gen Z, all those fucking generations don't give two shits about punctuation and capitalization anymore. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But the grammar Nazi in me still feels the need to address it. So I'm going to address it. I just find this so funny. But what's even funnier or what I noticed the most was, um, you know, the first picture was of this girl and she got huge ass feet huge ass feet and let me tell you you know i will admit she's attractive yes very attractive you know the whole vase body whatever you know whatever 
But the one thing that really stuck out to me was her fucking feet. I look down, I see her big toes, and god damn, there's some big toes. Um, I don't know how to describe them. All I can think of is very long pieces of mozzarella sticks. Little, you know, little fluffed up with cheese. Um, they're long. They're long, dudes. And that goes for the rest of her toes. So, um, I mean, she's probably a basketball player. I can't tell you how tall she is. Yeah, just be straight up. LOL, don't waste my time. Um, that's a that's a swipe left. That is a swipey left. There's another one here that I saw. <laughs> it, it made me laugh because it started off very also straightforward with like a part of their identity, which, you know, I'm not bagging on this person for being, you know, of that religion in this particular Tinder bio. But I do have to call it out because I think it's funny. So once I find it, we're going to get straight to it. But in the meantime, I'm just going to keep rambling on until I find it. And I have a whole bunch here. I'm just swiping. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I actually screenshotted a lot of the ones that, you know, I thought were funny. But this one in particular, I really have to read it. Have to read it. And just bear with me. Jesus Christ. <sighs> All right, finally found it. Here it is. This is how it starts. You ready? Christian, period. Insert paragraph. Pretty much all sports, video games, board games, and math are some of my favorites, but definitely willing to try new stuff, period. Paragraph. Employed full-time as an engineer at PSU and looking to get my MS starting this fall while working. Friends or LTR. I don't know what the fuck LTR is, but I'm moving over that. Ideally looking for a relationship with someone who I can know at a deep and personal level. Hopefully we can push each other to grow intellectually and as people, but can also lean on each other when the world pushes us to our limits. And caps off his bio with six foot two. So I'm going to start off by saying, you know, on a bright note, this person seems very smart, very uh, intellectual, as it says in the bio, you know, into intellectually uh, grow. But I'm going to say, don't take it too seriously. Tinder's fucking Tinder. Personally, I would see it as you make out of it what you want. So, just... The chances of you finding your soulmate, whoever, on Tinder, chances aren't that high, in my opinion. I don't think you should be going this balls hard, balls deep, on a fucking bio. But I definitely think it's just funny how they mention Christian right off the bat. And that's that's fine. You know, I mean, props to him for not including political affiliations I think nowadays you can't do that unless you really just want to attract one certain type of person. But if you're very, you're very open, 
then sure, yeah, go ahead. Um, put in your political affiliation, put in your religion. For me personally, if you know, if I was in the single game still, that wouldn't mean shit to me. So don't put it. Let's see what other ones? I, th I think there were some that are rather funny. Or just straight up cringy. You know, a lot of, a lot of these bios are just cringy as fuck. You know? Very cringy. Alright, so here's one. <laughs> okay. Let's grab a coffee and see where it goes. Ideally looking for a relationship. I'm a mess. There, right off the bat, you're fucking out of here. Fucking throw you in the trash can. But isn't that what most guys are into? Caps it off with six foot three. Oof, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can be pretty open on your bio, but never say you're a fucking mess. Because then that could either attract two things. A very toxic relationship or someone you're just going to drag down for your fucking messiness that you can't fucking fix. So fucking cut that shit out. That's my opinion. Don't bash me for it. If you want to, go fucking head. Also, disclaimer. I know, this is in the middle of uh, the reading Tinder bios, but this episode in particular, there's going to be a lot of F-bombs dropped because right now, I am in a I-don't-give-a-fuck mood right now. So, you're going to be hearing a lot of shit from me. It's going to be quite a long episode. Very juicy, though. So, I hope you enjoy yourself. Sit the fuck back and listen. Now, continuing with Le Tinder bios. Let's see what we got. Uh, this is mostly a joke unless you have long hair. Professional in being under five feet, five foot, send me your favorite TikTok. Um, all right. Yeah, no, I have nothing to say to that. Let's see. Oh, this one. Oh, so the one thing I said to Freyer about athletes not having any personality, this chick just enforced my claim on that. She says, my only personality trait is playing field hockey. Single mom with no kids. <laughs> Single mom with no kids. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that's indicating, but this girl clearly has daddy issues. But, 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 note she is 18 years old. Typically, when I see these ridiculous bios, I look at the age again, and then I'm like, ah, that's why. That is why. Although, the age is not always accurate on Tinder. Keep that in mind if you're a, a Tinder-goer. So... Yeah, that that is a hard left. Hard, hard left. Let's see. This one. Okay, she put, Take me to the bar after quarantine. I just turned 21 and haven't been out yet. Sad face emoji. My dog needs a dad. Fingers crossed emoji. And then input Instagram. Um, I typically see this as just gram clout. Not really clout, but, you know, attention. Because I think if anyone ever plugs in any of their media outlets, they clearly want attention. Because you're putting your social media out where everybody can see it. You're asking for all the stalkers, the weird dudes, crazy bitches, all of them. They're all going to follow you. You're going to be like, oh, where the fuck did you get me from? And then they're going to be like, Tinder. And you're like, oh, I forgot I put that there. And then all of a sudden, boom, you got a follower. No, but I think that's strategic. I mean, unless, I don't know. That is strategic, but I think kind of dumb. Yeah, I don't, no, 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 
Swipe, swipe the fuck left. Okay, this one's pretty simple. Hi, I'm five. I'm, I'm five foot. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> Is anyone a decent human being on here? Well, said person that I will not name. Twenty years old. Okay. Um, yes, there is definitely a lot of human, decent human beings um, on Tinder, I'm very sure. You just have to be careful with what you, you know, who you match with, what you say, what you give to them. I think definitely, you, you just you just gotta keep swiping, man. It's like, it's like fucking Dory. Keep swimming, man. Keep swimming. Though Dory doesn't say man, he's just like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. You, people who'd watch Dory would know that. And also Nemo. Of course, Nemo. You can't can't forget Nemo. Put some respect on his name. <sighs> I hate this. I fucking hate this. I'm looking at it already. I remember when I saw it initially, I had a, a huge frown. Like you can insert the the big sad face emoji, like where like both ends of like both corners of the mouth are just fucking out the bottom six feet under. Put that face, but with a frown. That's a fucking hella hella grumpy. Face emoji. There's, there should be one of those in there. So this one, um, I'm going to note off the bat. This girl's 18 years old. Just trying to find someone to smoke with. Insert innocent face emoji with the glistening eyes. You you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay? That's, that's literally all the bio is. That's all it is. 18 years old. Just trying to find someone to smoke with. With with two H's. Forgot to mention that. It's with with two H's. That's why I'm saying with You hear the you hear you hear the little raspberry in my tongue? Smoke with <laughs> Again, it's the fucking grammar Nazi in me. This is Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah, no. Um yeah, if you're just trying to find someone to quote-unquote smoke with, you sure as hell better be ready to do other shit. Because you're not just going to find someone to smoke with. They're going to always want something more. It's fucking Tinder. Man, there should be like a, a, a Tinder 101 expectations type of thing, you know? Like, you just don't know what to expect. It's what you make out of it, you know? And what I fucking hate the most about myself right now, as I'm progressing into making more episodes... It's some of the things I repeatedly say. For example, you know? Did you hear that? Yeah, you know. I fucking hate when I keep saying that. So I'm working on it. Um, I'm already getting tired of reading Tinder bios. Because honestly, I just want to move on to everything else that I want to talk about. And I'm going to start moving myself away from the microphone a little bit. Because I know that my voice is going to project from how passionate i'm going to act <laughs> or not even act just just be because it's this is me this is this is real Gion right now talking in the flesh now well <laughs> in the microphone but you know if you want to say in the flesh it just sounds cool okay let me fucking be all right so we're moving on from reading tinder bios sorry if it wasn't that funny i typically think it'd be funnier if we had someone else here but good thing i'm not gonna bombard you or bore you with any more of that so all right stay tuned for that <sighs> moving on so as many of you may or may not know i am a recent college graduate graduated may of 2020 obviously 
that didn't physically happen, but if you want to speak technically, yes, I did graduate on May 13th of 2020 from the almighty great liberal arts college in the middle of fucking nowhere, Susquehanna University. Um, there is, there's just been a huge, a lot of realizations after I graduated. I definitely know that the Gion pre-graduation has drastically changed um, to now. There's been a lot of changes over the past year, good and bad. I will say this now. I'm going to plug in a disclaimer from this point on. I'm not going to name names. I'm going to do my very fucking best to not name names. But if you know, you know. Continuing. I do also would like to, uh, I would like, I would love actually, I would love to plug in one of my friends that I've met online. Um, she is currently a student at Susquehanna. Um, her name is Alex. I want to thank her a lot for following her calling for doing spiritual readings. Um, I'm very big on astrology. I, I love zodiac signs. I love horoscopes. But let me just make it clear. I'm not that person that 100% believes in it. What I believe is that every person with, the, with, a, with a zodiac sign has a default personality. And then from there, it kind of just, it, it breaks into to subgroups subcategories where what comprises of that person is based off of what time they were born, when they were born, how they were born, and a whole bunch of other things, upbringings and shit. So my point is, is that, for example, me as an Aquarius, I'm an Aquarius. I was born in February 6th. I have uh, the emotions that are of a Gemini. That's called your moon. Your moon is what comprises of your emotions and how you react to things, how you take things emotionally, just in general. And that can be either subconsciously or consciously. And this is what made me realize that this shit is mostly true, if not completely true. Because I've always asked myself, why, why are my emotions so hard to rationalize whenever something big happens? Like, something like it, something really, really, really big has to happen in order for... For me to get an immediate reaction. For me to immediately react. So I'm going to be fully blunt. Full disclosure. So this past November, when I got news that my cousin was murdered, I fucking lost my shit. I was an emotional wreck. The last time I was an emotional wreck like that was when I suffered my first heartbreak uh, early in senior year of high school. That that was probably the, that was the first time... I had a breakdown, I lost my shit, I was crying on the ground for, for like so long, I was depressed, lost 40 fucking pounds in a month, I was just out of it, I was out of my element, I was a whole different Gion, and it sucked, it fucking sucked, that same feeling from my first heartbreak, take that shit and probably multiply it a few, that's what I felt when I got news that my cousin was murdered. Now, I'm not going to get into that. If you want to ask me about that, I'm more than happy to. But let me just say that I am still to this day. This shit happened in November. To this day, on September 14th, 2020, I am still grieving. There's two months left until his, you know, till the, the year mark of when he died. And I'm still grieving. 
And with that being said, I'm very big on mental health. So I suggest that if you're ever grieving, please do not seal it in. Do not try to deny it. Don't try to, you know, try to say that those emotions are not there because they very much are. Mental health is real. Mental health is an actual thing. It's a it's a problem we haven't been so open to speaking about for so long. And I myself have went through a lot of mental health uh, issues within myself. I don't know what I necessarily suffer from. And I know I'm saying here like mental health is important, yet I'm the same guy that didn't ever go to fucking therapy. But I will say at the least that I have went to counseling whenever I was at school. Like some sometime between late my sophomore year of college up until, you know, I graduated or before we went out for we went out for spring break my senior year and we never came back because of fucking covid. Uh between that time I have consulted a counselor. So I will say that I have done that for myself and I believe it has helped because even though it's not the same for everybody, I personally am okay with speaking my mind, speaking my whole life to a complete stranger. And I know that it's part of their job, but ultimately it's a burden when you have to put it on someone you love, care about, and they have their own problems to go through. So just keep that in mind. So before I went off on that side tangent, um, so I wanted to plug in my friend Alex. She is very cool. Um, she did her, uh, she, she's done a few spiritual readings already uh, for me. And the one that she gave me most recently, which was sometime last week, it told me, she told me about me being capable of causing great harm, as well as being capable of causing, you know, a lot of good. She, she told me I'm genuinely like a good person, but in every good person, there's always that toxic, toxic side. And that applies to everybody. Everybody has their own toxic side. And that's okay. That is perfectly okay. And I'm just that last reading I got from Alex really opened my eyes to a lot of things even more. And it just brought a lot of clarity. And that clarity has been formulating over that, like since I've heard it, because she sent it on an audio bit. So it was, it wasn't in, in, um, in text. It was an actual audio, 15 minutes. I listened to it twice. You know, it's usually, usually not common for me, not like it's, it, it's just not usual for me to listen to things repeatedly, but for me to listen to something like that twice definitely says that it has hit me in a way that I just kept thinking about it. So Alex, thank you. I'm actually going to plug her Twitter as well. She, I, I, I shit you not, I saw this girl go from 10 followers. I was like one, I was one of her single digit followers. And this was like <laughs> in the beginning of the summer, mind you, she was went from 10 followers to 375 now and rightfully earned rightfully earned followers very happy to be there for her growth she's awesome so i'm gonna plug her her twitter in right now it is virgo alex k so v-i-r-g-o-a-l-e-x-k i don't know why she put a k but um yeah it's alex virgo be sure to follow her on twitter plugging her in she is uh, obviously a fierce mighty virgo um 
great friend. So, moving on. Oh, also, Alex, you're welcome for the plug. I hope you like hearing this. So, um, I'm going to go off on a tangent. So, me, I'm the kind of person that when I have to go off about something, I'm going to go off. You heard that? That was my phone. I kind of slammed it on my planner. I got a new planner. Trying to get my shit together, you know. I bought a, a planner from TJ Maxx the other day. Very nice. Very nice planner. It says 2021 Agenda. And I feel like this is a start, a, a forward step for me to really get my life together. You know, plan shit. Not forget things. Because me, I'm very forgetful. I do. I forget all the time. Especially during college. I did a lot of shit. I was doing sports. I was a fucking RA. I was involved in committees. I was involved in clubs. I was holding positions in those clubs. I was doing everything every fucking day. And let me just say, it's a fucking relief that I am fucking done with all that fucking shit. And I told you, I told you, I told you earlier that there will be a lot of F-bombs dropped. I am not sorry. Hopefully this keeps you listening because trust me, you are just at the beginning of everything. Just at the beginning. So I'm going to go off on a little tangent about myself and perhaps my ugly side. Um, A lot of people have seen the best of me, for the most part, the best of me in college. All my college friends, everyone who doesn't know me, all of my professors, everyone has always seen the best of me. And for those who have seen also the worst of me are either no longer my friends, um, they're either my exes, or they just are not around anymore. So, I do want to start off by saying that to those who have experienced or have seen my ugly side, I want to apologize there, that's something I don't think I ever got the chance to say because when things were said and done, I was gone. You were gone. We both went our ways and that was it. Nothing, there was no closure, nothing. And let me tell you, my life is full of situations without closure. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine because that's the one lesson I learned in my life is that when you, as you grow older, there will be a lot of times where you'll never get the answer to things. And that's fucking fine. That's perfectly fine. Don't lose sleep over it. Okay? Do not. Because if you know you're never going to get the answer, either you put it in the back of your head and just let time run its course and maybe perhaps in time you'll get your answer, or just don't fucking think about it anymore. Forget it. Forget it ever happened. Okay. No, I take that back. Don't. Don't pretend, I mean, don't act like it never happened, but do put it in the back of your head and bury it nicely, you know, dig a grave, you know, it's like, it's like your brain as your brain has all this pile of knowledge that you're accumulating as you grow older. There's also something that I like to think of as a a little cemetery on the side. Your brain has a cemetery. That cemetery consists of things that are either no longer in your life or lessons you've learned that you are finally over and that you can pat down with a shovel nicely and never come back to it. Great. Um, That doesn't mean you can never talk about it again, but emotionally, that attachment is gone. That's it. All right. 
So about me, my ugly side, that's something that a lot of people at SU have not experienced at all. Now, I don't don't start thinking like, oh, I was abusive in some shit. No, 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 no. I was not abusive. Don't start making shit up. I know I don't like to leave things to open interpretation, which as I was growing up was why I always like to get into detail of things because sometimes I'd rather not leave it to open interpretation. But it's funny because at the same time, I do the exact opposite. I like to say shit and leave it for open interpretation to people. But let me just come back to this once again. If you know, you know. I also want to uh, take a quick moment, quick side moment. I know I'm bashing my knuckles together because I, I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm not nervous. I'm full of adrenaline right now. And this is just some shit that I just have to get out there. And I'm telling you, I know it's only almost 30 minutes into the podcast. You're going to hear a lot. So sit the fuck back and listen. Listen. Like, listen, Linda. Linda, listen, Linda, Linda. Okay, I got too close to the mic. Um, my ugly side. So, my moon is in Gemini, which means that my emotions are that of a Gemini. Now, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a stigma against Geminis, you know, for all my uh, astrological people, that Geminis are fucking crazy. And you know what? <laughs> I think that's kind of true. And they're, they're not crazy in the way where, they, you know, they're just gonna... They're gonna uh, kill you or whatever. Like they're just crazy. Like you, they're unpredictable. That's that. That's the kind of crazy they are. They're just unpredictable. Now there obviously are different subcategories. Like there's a toxic Gemini, healthy Gemini. Um, I'm. I feel like I'm a healthy Gemini. A nice balance of healthy. Going, you know, reflecting on the person that I am now, compared to who I was before. My moon is in Gemini, but I am an Aquarius. But I will very much say that. I am, in fact, a Gemini inside an Aquarius's body, and I fucking embrace that. Um, my rising is uh, Cancer. My rising is Cancer. I don't know what entirely that means. I should probably have like look back at it, but I think the only most important things for me are the the the, the Sun, which is your your basic identity. You know, when you were born, A.K.A. your actual zodiac sign, and then your Moon. Your moon is what's behind you. You know, if you think about it, like you turn around and there's the dark side. My dark side is my moon in Gemini. So my moon in Gemini holds a lot in. That is why a lot of the situations that I have went through during college, I've held it in. I really have. I have the terrible tendency. It's a fucking terrible mix. Aquariuses have the terrible tendency to bottle things in until you blow up. Same with Gemini's. So the fact that I am just both sides of like like, like both of, both sides of me are of you know something that is very free thinking, free spirited, but also very deep, dark, and just you know you just don't know until it's said. That may that may or may have not made sense, but I don't fucking care. You're gonna you're gonna understand eventually. You're gonna understand, and if you don't, I'm sorry. I can I could probably apologize about that. I'm sorry. I have had this ugly side. I know I fucking said that for the third time already. And it's it, it mostly comes out when there is a time in my life where I'm conflicted. 
you know? And I've been conflicted a bunch of times. And I'm very glad a lot of people got to see the best side of me. I'm very happy about that because that is me. I showed you who I am from the front. You know, you, you know the extroverted, happy, always motivated, hardworking, just nonstop, on the go, fucking Gian Fabian. That's me. Now, on the back. The back, obviously, is what most people don't know. And it's, it's a lot. It really is a lot. Especially when I've went through things such as my cousin's death my senior year of college. I've also went through my, my aunt's death freshman year of college. Both, both those events have really struck a chord in me. Just death, death in general is so fucking weird. It really brings the worst out of you. And I think that... You know, if you ever want to really have some clarity with yourself, don't deny your dark side. Everyone has a dark side. I have a dark side. You have a dark side. Your friends, your mom, everybody, your parents, family, everybody has a dark side. You could be the nicest person in the world. And I know some people who are extremely nice, and I know that even they have their dark sides. Everybody has them. And as long as you're able to embrace that, accept it, acknowledge it, but of course not take it out on people. But as long as you're able to acknowledge that, I think you will be you'll be more than fine with really not feeling as bad when you do something that's say against your norm. For me, I stopped feeling bad for a lot of shit. And I also would have to credit New York for this because um I did mention earlier that I drive a lot. Um, long story short, door-to-door service, you know, drive people from, you know, set place to New York, come back, done, whatever. Uh, a lot of people are bitches in New York. Let me just put that out there right now. A lot of people are bitches, especially in the more, uh, crowded areas just, and, you know, playing devil's advocate, I understand because like, I, I can imagine living in New York, you have a whole bunch of other people pretending like you don't exist your your existence is just not there. You know, no one says hi to you. People barely ask how are you. It's just you pass by, you know, don't give the wrong look. You won't start a fight, whatever. And, you know, that's that's kind of a sad truth about living in New York. I also forgot to note, I am originally from Bronx, New York. I was born there, lived there till I was 12, moved to PA. When I was, you know, moved to PA, um, you know, around that time during my birthday. And since then, I've, I've really started seeing something different in like my development as a person. Though I didn't know that. I didn't know what I was in for. I didn't know I would be the Gion that I am today. It's, it's great though. I'm very glad my parents decided to make the move they did when they did it. Because we had to get the fuck out of there. I have two younger sisters that that would not have been a place for them to grow up. Sadly, the Bronx, the ghetto, anywhere where, where it's the ghetto, like where there's just terrible morals and shit it's it's very i can only imagine what my parents felt when they knew that they had two girls they had to you know take care of in this kind of place like my dad my dad grew up in brooklyn for most of his life and he he knows he's been around new york a lot he's he's been a taxi driver he's had a gun pointed to his face before he almost lost his life several times he knows what it's like to live in new york and i commend him and my mom for really deciding to, to move out when they did. I 
seriously, that's, that's, that was a power move. That's all I can say about that. So to my parents, thank you. You guys fucking rock. I love you. Continuing. Um, my ugly side, it just really consists of, it, it's really just deep, dark thoughts that you just want to put out there. Things that have been held in, archived for a while. And, you know, I'm going to segue into this, but college, of course, I've, I was talking about my college experience. I'm going to go deeper into that. So I'm going to start off by talking about Greek life. Greek life, I was in for the first half of my college years. And I will say that as great as it was meeting you guys, getting a whole different perspective and what Greek life really meant, I'm going to say this from my perspective, my opinion, it is not all that fucking great. It's actually fucking terrible. And I will tell you why. And this was from my experience. So I will say Greek life is not for everybody. And it definitely was not for me. I don't want to blame anybody. I'm not going to point any fingers. But I will say that there was a particular person two years ahead of me. He was the one who introduced me to uh, said fraternity. Also, I will not name the fraternity. But again, if you know, you know. This fraternity was, at, in hindsight, it was great. What I did not like was that the person who brought me in closed me only to that fraternity. Mind you, there's like four others in, on campus. Great. I didn't know that. Or I had an idea of that, but I only knew explicitly about that one fraternity. And looking back at it now, that person hindered my experience. Hindered it so badly because now I'm, I'm talking to you about Greek life in this way. And perhaps maybe, maybe it would still be the same to this day had I stuck with that fraternity. But that's not the point. The point is, is that every, every sacred organization has its ugly truths. And this one in particular just disgusted me. And no, no, no. I was not hazed. Don't worry. I wasn't hazed. I, didn't, I will also attest that I don't think anyone else was hazed. To my knowledge. To my knowledge, no one was hazed during my experience there. So, I'm going to continue by saying that I, at one point, held a, an officer position in this fraternity. And I remember one thing out of that whole experience. Out of all the nights that I've been drinking with them, that we've had parties and shit, all the things we've done, even the, the, the rituals, all that shit goes nowhere near me remembering that one moment that I was humiliated in front of my whole fraternity because I wasn't doing my job, quote-unquote, wasn't doing my job. Um, at this time, uh, the, senior, the seniors at the time were, you know, they had just gotten out of their officer positions. Obviously, everyone's fresh and you trying their, you know, own shit, whatever. Um, you know, doing their, their, the position that they were elected to. So I was elected to one in particular that very closely... Um, had to do with connecting with the new members. You know, we call them new members. We never, we, we always call them new members because that's the correct term. So I'm going to stick to that. So the new members, um, you know, they were awesome group of guys. They can attest to it. They know me. And I, I think, I, I personally believe that I led them very well. Though I did not come into that position with all the knowledge I needed to know. And, you know, I will... I will say that I did get like, you know, some files that I needed to know about the position and whatnot. 
And I remember clearly about how the fraternity emphasized helping each other out. Even when someone's on a higher position, you always make sure that they're in check, that they're in line, they're doing things right. Great. Well, that didn't fucking happen. That did not happen because rarely was I ever consulted about what things I had to um, improve. I was brand new to this position. I only been on it for one semester. But the guys who were the new members that I was, you know, teaching about all the all the stuff about, you know, our fraternity, they they had a great experience. They can say that. They they can all attest to it. I'm absolutely positive. But for the guys that were already, you know, members that were already, um, you know, in that fraternity, some of them just didn't really bother to come to me to tell me what I was doing wrong. So I know like this, this was just least expected, but long story short, I was removed from my position before the end of the semester. And it's not even that, that really bothered me. Here is what bothered me. It was clear that there were other guys in their respective positions not doing their fucking job. It was very obvious. And the one putting in the most effort, I know it sounds self-centered, it was fucking me. It was me. I was putting a lot of hours on top of being an RA, on top of being on rugby, on top of being in fucking clubs. I was putting this as a priority, this position of teaching these new members how to do shit, what to learn. And all I got, all I fucking got was torn apart. I was torn apart by my brothers and not not even individually, as a group. Because in one of our chapter meetings, not only was I outed, I was singled out. I was the only person that was outed. And I can tell you right now for a fact that I knew, I knew two of those other guys did not have any sort of right to be in their position because they either rarely did shit or they didn't do just as much as I did with my position. I know it sounds selfish. I'm saying this because I know that is the truth. I knew it in my gut. I wouldn't be saying this right now if it was not in my gut. I fucking feel it. That shit stung. When in front of my brothers, especially the ones that watched it happen, they all unanimously, at least unanimously, agreed that I was not fit to fulfill that position, to do it. And that, to me, was a, a huge, 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 you know, you fucking suck, you're not capable. And that is where I decided by the end of my sophomore year to de-brother. And I did. And it was fucking liberating. It was great. I think I left on a pretty decent note, except with one person who was the president. I'm not going to name names. The president was not fond of me leaving. And I personally don't know why he wanted to keep me there. I don't think he liked me. I don't think he even gave two shits about me, no matter what he said. And that's fine. I will always take that to my grave. That's perfectly fine. Just that, that level of humiliation that I felt when I was removed from that position, 
and it was nobody else. That, that hurt. And what hurt more was when I looked at the faces of the guys that I really, really genuinely cared for, and they sat there and watched. You know, that, that hurt. That whole fraternity put me in a spot where I've never felt so humiliated in front of a group of people in my life. And that is the main reason why I left. And there are more. There are more reasons. But I'm not going to get into that. Case in point is that Greek life is not for everybody. Greek life, they always would preach this shit and that shit. But really, really just listen carefully to what they say, how they say it. And most importantly, the fucking actions. Because at the end of the day, actions spoke much louder. And to me, it said enough that I knew I had no place in that fraternity. And I know that the person who got me into that fraternity probably didn't want anything to do with me after that. Either that or he was disappointed. I knew. I knew because one, he never brought it up. He's seen me numerous of times after that. He never brought it up. And he also, at one point, kind of passive-aggressively called me an asshole. And I never forgot that. I never forgot that because I know that he knows. And you know what? That's fine. There's shit that I know about you that I could literally just put right out there to really put your life on blast. But that's okay. Because one, you're not, you don't contribute to my life anymore. Once you're no longer in my life, that is it. I'm not going to contribute any grief. None of that. You can take this as, uh, I don't know, take it as a rant of any sort. It's fine. I'm just going to state, I plead the fifth. I am, I am stating my moon in Gemini, how it feels, all this, all this deep shit that I've had in my head for a while. Greek life is not the end all be all. I am very sorry for those guys that have joined and know it not, it's not for them and have stuck with it. I am glad I did not do that because I'm usually someone who really sticks up for what they believe in. I, I've, I've become better at that. And I think the one growing moment was when I sent out, you know, that, that uh, declaration to D brother from that fraternity. That was probably one of the biggest steps I've ever taken of standing up for myself and knowing what was right for me. Because after that, I was happy. I was fucking happy after I left that fraternity. Now, I will add now on a more positive note, I'm very grateful for some of the guys there that have treated me like an equal, that have spoken to me like an equal, have genuinely wanted to either get to know more about me or really just have a good drink with me and talk about, you know, deep shit. I appreciate you guys. For the ones that really didn't care, genuinely, uh, more specifically to um, the guys around that time when I was still in the fraternity, I don't fuck with you guys. I really don't. That's why you're no longer in my Snapchat. I deleted you. One thing I did, all those guys, most, most, if, no, most of the guys that I knew from that fraternity who I had on Snapchat, deleted them all. I'm also going to delete their number. I forgot, forgot to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to delete their number because I don't fuck with you guys anymore. 
You, you have shown me no benefit. Nothing. No, there's no benefit to me knowing you guys at all. All I knew you guys from was that you were my brothers. Now, I will add on the side note, even more, going further. Um, I, I just, Greek life is just fucked. It really is. Cookie cutter shit, everything. Fucking fucked. You can look at me wrong, whatever for that, that's fine. Again, opinions. And this is not me trying to say, hey, never join Greek life, it's not for you. No, I think it's for I think it's for a lot of people. But it's not for me. It's really not. Um, I also want to mention um, you know, now like we're pushing Greek life aside now. So we're gonna go deeper into things. More things. Fake bitches. Alright. So obviously, college is full of those people who are just absolutely fake. And this is something I never really said to anyone or just like very few people. But I'm going to put it out there now just so it's set in stone. Uh, I was looking down. Um, <laughs> so it's set in stone. But to some of the people that I have um, worked directly with, go suck a dick. <laughs> um, I'm just going to put it that way. I'm, I really only have one person in mind. And... Um, you know what? I'm just gonna say fuck it. I'm not even... I'm... I'm really trying my hardest not to be the petty motherfucker. Because their pronouns are they, them. And I have friends who use they, them pronouns. So, the least I'm gonna do is respect that. But here we fucking go. That person that I have directly worked with. Again, if you know, you know. Is a fucking bitch. Because not only have I been nice to them since day one. Not only have I checked for their well-being after I've seen them coming into our building belligerently drunk. Not knowing what the fuck was going on. Being helped by a friend. After I checked, after I checked after them, send them a nice text the next day. Hey, are you alright? I, from what I can remember, yeah, I'm fine. But in person, it was just always different. I either I got a nasty look or just the, the dead eye. I don't fucking know. Let me just tell you for one, I don't know what the fuck I did to this bitch. I will, I'm calling, oh man, I have to give this person a name. Ooh, oh my God. All right, let's call this person. What are, what are we going to call this person? I don't know. I'm actually going to look at an emoji, all right? I'm going to pick an emoji. I love to do this. I love, I love to give code names through emojis. This is great. So I'm going to look. Um, hmm. All right. We're going to call them Poodle. I'm going to call them fuck. I'm going to fucking call this person Poodle. So just remember that set person that I'm talking about is nicknamed Poodle. If you know, you know. So Poodle... Has always been a bitch to me since day one. I remember the very first time I said hi to them. And they gave me the ugliest face and they said nothing. Alright. I remember when they would always make it known what their pronouns are. And the name they go by. And I always respected it. I always did. Always addressed them by that name. Um, I always... E even, even when that person was not around. 
I would correct people about their pronouns. That's something that they would never know because they really don't give a fuck. And even that, they probably hate me for God knows what reason. And, you know, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But let me just say that deep down, I hold shit in. I really do. This is part of my ugly side right now. I'm telling you. When I really don't like you, I really don't fucking like you. So I'm going to make it known right now, poodle, that I don't fucking like you. You've been a bitch every time I've been around you. Every time I've seen you, I just would just imagine of just, you know, just you going away. Just not not being in existence, you know. That that has nothing it has nothing to do with you dying or nothing. No. No, it just means I don't want your presence around mine. So just know, if I made you feel uncomfortable, just know you also made me feel uncomfortable. I don't fucking know why, and I fucking hate your energy, so fuck you, and go take your fucking self and just shove it up your ass. Turn into a fucking garlic knot. Drip, fucking drop yourself in a, in a fucking huge tank bucket of garlic. And just drown in it. And then come back alive. Be resuscitated. I want you alive. Because, you know, I don't wish death upon anybody. You know, as, as, as you know, at people, people do that. They wish death upon people. No, that's not me. That's not it. Uh, there's a difference between, you know, hoping someone learns their lesson and wanting them to die. I want you to learn your lesson. Whatever that may be. All right? So, if you know, you know. I don't like you. All right? You've always been a bitch to me. Something I've never appreciated. You were by far one of the nastiest people to me, if not the nastiest person to me at SU. And I had the absolute fucking honor of working with you. And I hated every single minute of it. Because you were a fucking bitch. All right? So, again, I'm going to say it a million times. Fuck you. If you hear this, fuck you. Um, and if you don't, fuck you. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got for you. Um, I really, I, I just, I, I don't appreciate your presence. And I'm just so glad I don't have to see your ugly fucking face anymore. You know, I actually have you down. I have your phone number because I had to. I had to have your, like, I had your phone number because we were in the same staff, right? Right? Um, let me see. What, what is it? I'm trying to find it. I put, I, I know I didn't delete it. Because in case you would ever text me, I know exactly who it is. <laughs> I know exactly who it fucking is. Oh, man. You know, I'm, I'm trying to look for it here. I don't know. I, I put something with a number. It has a number on it. Let's see. I'm going to put a number. Number. No. I'm, shit. <laughs> for all I know, I probably deleted it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, poodle. I hate you. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're no longer in my sight. I'm glad I no longer no longer have to see you in all those trainings. I'm glad I no longer have to hear your fucking voice go off about <laughs> this that fucking bullshit. Yeah. Okay. And I will. I will say, you know that you know you've 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 sometimes I don't know sometimes raise some good points, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I really don't give a fuck. And I say. 99% of that with all disrespect and 1% with respect to your pronouns 
Because again, I am a supporter of identities and LGBTQA+, the whole spectrum of it. I'm a supporter of it, and I'm pretty sure you are too. So in that sense, we are an ally in that, and that is that will never go any farther than that, ever. You exist, and I'm glad that I no longer have to see your fucking face ever again. <sighs> okay. Oof, wow. Okay. So, enough with that. That that felt good. That felt really good because that energy was something that just, just piled up for quite a while. And again, Moon and Gemini, we hold shit in. Aquarius, hold shit in. Double whammy. All right, lots, lot, lots of emotions that just, that pence up, you know, pence the fuck up. All right. Alex, my friend, my friend Alex, you know, she, whenever she told me at that moment that I was capable of great harm, I really did think about it. I thought about how easily, how, how badly I can kill someone with my words now, I, I will say this now, I am in no way, shape, or form capable of, me- at least mentally, I'm not mentally capable of wanting to kill someone. What I am capable of is mentally killing someone verbally, verbally, keyword verbally. My words are more than daggers, more than fucking swords, more than bombs. All right? Don't fuck with me. Do not fuck with me. I am hella kind. I'm one of the nicest people you will ever fucking meet. I'll put that on my dead great-grandma's body. But at the same time, the nicest person can also be the ugliest person. And right now, you are listening to the ugliest version of me. All right? I will say this one more time. Do not fuck with me. So moving on, friends. Oh my God, friends! I've I've been I've I've had several friends, a lot of friends, starting from freshman year to senior year of college, and like even to up to this day. I'm and I'm gonna name some of the friends to this day that I have now, or that I have either gained from senior year and beyond. Um, Morgan Dartnell. That's that's one for one. Morgan, you're fucking awesome. I love you to death, and you probably have been my closest friend since freshman year of college. I'm plugging you in right now. You're a fucking awesome person. I it was it's it's always been great. Just like we're, we're, we 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 were the kind of friends that would we wouldn't talk for a while, and we would still catch on like like we never lost anything. There was no there was no lost time between us. And th- those are the great kinds of friendships too. Those friendships are the best where you can just pick up where you left off with them and you know, it's great. It's great. So Morgan, you are the first one I'm shouting out because you have been the one that has stuck with me the longest after all the crazy shit you both, you and I have both been through in our own respects throughout college. Um, and other people, of course, um, you know, that I've, I vaguely still know or, you know, know as as, you know, like acquaintances or just friends. Um, you know, there's, there's Olivia. Olivia was in rugby. Um, her and I are still very cool. 
still, you know, I, I would do a lot for her whether she knows that or not. The one thing about me and friendship is that I take it very, I take it just as serious as a relationship sometimes. I know that sounds crazy. I'm like, oh God, like, are you territorial? No, 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 no. I'm not territorial. What I do is that I put the, the, the same amount of care that I would in a relationship in a friendship as well. So I will genuinely every now and then ask you, how are you? Like, I will ask about your well-being because if I'm doing that, that means I'm going out of my way to do that because I care about you. So remember, if I ever, ever, ever have messaged you or message you, you know, frequently asking how you're doing, just know that I genuinely care about you. Second person I want to point out is Vicky. Vicky, you and I, we have not been close at all throughout freshman up until like the beginning of senior year. But I'm very glad that during the pandemic, we became a lot closer. And to this day, you and I have gotten closer in, in terms of talking about, you know, politics and actually you being able to like help me keep a very wide mind in terms of like looking things from a political standpoint, you are someone who comes from a, a more versatile background in terms of, you know, say having parents who are um, Republicans, if I've, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you can text me later if, if I'm wrong about that, but um, you, you actually hold, you know, very liberal view, like not very liberal, but you hold several liberal views as well as conservative, and I appreciate your word because you are someone who doesn't shove thoughts into people's head. You actually help people look things from a wider perspective or a different perspective. And I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into my astrological uh, phase here for a bit. That's the Libra in you. I love that. You're a Libra, Vicky, and I love that. And that that's part of the reason why you and I get along so well too is because our form of communicating is very similar. You know, um, it's it has to do with like one of our planets being aligned very well, which is very cool. I know for the people who don't believe in that astrology shit, I know tune out. That's fine. But there is always a reason as to why you connect with people the way you do. It's not just with it doesn't even have to be with similarities. It can be with, you know, like zo like it can it can be with with things that you just can't explain. So for me, that's one of them. All right. Yeah, astrological shit. Um, oh man, it sounds like there's some arguing downstairs for me. Yeah, I live in the third floor of a building, by the way. <laughs> so if you hear any anything, just just know it's it's not in my in my apartment. Um, so friends, continuing. So yeah, those are just the two people I want to point out. Oh, and also Debbie. Oh, of course, how can I forget Debbie? Debbie, 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 I fucking love you. My one of my few few friends who are Scorpios that I'm very close with. In a, in, in a sense, like we, we have like Aquarius and Scorpios have very weird friendships in the sense where like it can be very distant, but when they're both in the same setting, it's very close and it's nice. So Debbie, I also want to shout you out, even though we didn't get to hang out as much as you had hoped before the pandemic, I'm happy to say that you are the, you're one of the people, if not the only person that, um, I mostly hung out with during the pandemic when shit was going all crazy when we were limiting get-togethers from like just one to two people you know and also starves I can't forget your dog star of course your fucking dog is awesome I love her I miss her and also little bear too welcome to the family little bear um so yeah uh just just pointing out those friends you know they've they've been great throughout my experience at SU 
because there were a lot that came and went. But I want to I want to really point. I really want to delve into the one in particular that probably two of them actually that hurt me the most, and and that's fine, and that's fine um, because once this is said and done, it is done for good. I can finally put all this shit down six feet under in a coffin. So I'm gonna start with the one person. All right, and remember, I'm gonna keep saying this: if you know, you know. This person was in the fraternity with me. I brought him in. And he was by far one of the best male friends I ever had. Because not only was he from New York like I was, but I had a I had I knew where he was from. I had a a connection with, you know, how he grew up as a person. He he was very he's very introverted. Very quiet, reserved, but when he is, you know, say out, he's he's not necessarily the life of the party, but, you know, the extrovert in him comes out, and I love it. His energy, whenever he's even just a little tipsy, or, he, or he's just happy, he doesn't even have to have any drinks in him, when he's happy, I see the best of him, and that, that was awesome knowing him as a person. He was definitely someone... That always looked for direction. He was also in the rugby team with me. And he also was my little. If you know, you know. But whenever I went through my huge change in, you know, late in my spring semester of college, or spring semester of sophomore year of college, um, I really, I started burning bridges. I was, I hated myself. I was in the worst spot with myself mentally, and I was just burning fucking bridges left and right. I had broken up with my girlfriend at that time. I had, um, I had, I don't know, I, I said something, something very mean. Not not even mean, I don't think. Um, I said I just said something bad to one of my other closer friends, who I will also talk about her after this one. But uh, with him, I don't, I can't recall doing him any wrong. And what hurt me the most is that when I was at my lowest, he never reached out to me. Um, he, I, f- I feel as though he took a side because my ex and I, we shared friends. We shared similar friends. My friends were her friends. And what ended up happening was that those friends that she got from me stayed with her. And I was left alone. And you know what? That's fine. That is fine. Because I I got over it. I swallowed my pride. I learned a lot from it. And I just want to say thank you for that. It sucks that things had to be the way they were. It sucks that, you know, I couldn't speak about my feelings the way I could have. Because I just at the time was more immature, less intact with my emotions. I wasn't a man yet. I don't feel, I did not feel like I was a man at that time. And I always, I was at, again, one of the lowest points in my life. It's in one of the lowest points in my life. The last time being when um, I suffered my first heartbreak. So this, this was bad. Oh, this was bad. And, you know, to said person 
who never reached out to me, who was my little, who was someone that I truly cared about. Thank you for doing what you did. Thank you for never reaching out to me. Thank you for distancing yourself. Thank you. Because you showed exactly why. Why I'm better friends with females. Because they'll they'll get me. I mean, they, they usually do get me. It's because I'm just not that typical average guy that will talk about women, you know, like if they were objects. Because I don't do that. I respect women. And I'm not saying you do. But I really thought most of the time that the reason why I couldn't be friends with most guys was because I couldn't talk about things the way they did. I couldn't, I couldn't talk about, or at least, at least in college, you know, in college, the college guys, okay? Let me, let me narrow this down a little bit. But the reason why I couldn't be friends with most guys in college is because I couldn't talk about, you know, oh, bitches and hooking up and drinking and slugging all these beers and shit, doing crazy shit. I couldn't talk about that because that was just not me. It never was. Never was. So for the guys in the, the rugby team that saw everything that I had done throughout my years in college, consider yourself lucky because you'll never see that again. All right? You'll never see that again. That, that was me adapting to my surroundings. That was me still trying to find myself, experimenting with things. And obviously, life is full of experimentation. And that's fine. But you, said person... Not gonna name you. But you really, you really did hurt me. You did. You didn't do anything. That's why. That's what hurt me was you doing nothing. I know you were a freshman at the time. You were figuring yourself out. But one thing I have to tell you is that when you care about a friend and you see them go downhill and you care about them, you know they're not capable of doing any crazy shit. You know, you know they're capable of all good. They're just in a bad place right now. You don't fucking leave them. You fucking talk to them. You, you reach out. You fucking reach out. But you probably didn't know that. And you know what? That's fine. That, that's, that's the excuse I'm giving you. That's the, that's the excuse I'm coming up for you. Because we never talked about it. And I don't know if we ever will. Because I don't even know if I have your number. I probably deleted it. I probably still have... No, no, no. I didn't delete your number. Actually, I didn't. You, I don't know if you still have mine or not. Um, and that's okay. And also, you're, you're a Gemini. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Whenever I noted that you, noticed that you were Gemini, I, it, it, just, it, it just came together a little bit more. As to why you, you did what you did. But at the same time, you, you, did, you just didn't know better as a friend. But just remember, I hope that during that time that you stopped talking to me to now, I hope you came across some friends that really taught you some lessons. I hope you've reflected back on your friendship with me because you, you were very close with me. I was very close with you. I helped you through a lot of shit. And you, whether you knew it or not, helped me through a lot of shit. But when you stop reaching out to me, when you stop talking to me, I don't know what the fuck I did. When you stopped reaching out to me, I was hurt. And when I get hurt, I get defensive. And when I get defensive, I hold shit in. Yes, I hold grudges. I hold grudges. Not for long though. 
it's very rare that I ever hold grudges. And this, this isn't one of them. Because honestly, I just wish you the best. I wish you all the fucking best. And I mean that. I mean that from what was left of Gion that loved you as a brother. I really do. Alright? So if you hear this, you know. You know who you are. Alright? So, man. Um, I, will, I will, you know, take a moment to say that it feels really good to just say all this shit. It's, it's, it's liberating, really. Like, who, who would have thought that podcasting would bring such an outlet to just be able to voice yourself? Like, you ever, you ever have those moments where you are, you're talking to yourself and you're like, shit, this is something I could say like in a podcast or talk about with someone? I've had those moments so many fucking times. So many fucking times. And here I am, finally, for the first time ever, recording it, putting it on something, putting it on a podcast. No better than mine, my own. So when people hear this, just know this shit is out there. It's public domain. Well, no, not public domain, obviously. This is my fucking podcast. Don't fucking steal my shit. But what I'm saying is it's, it's out there. It's going to be out there. You know. You can share this with everybody. If you know someone who it pertains to, go ahead. Show it to them. Have them listen to it. Have them listen to the whole thing. Okay? I can finally say all this shit without going through any repercussions with anything I had affiliated at school. I'm, I'm graduated now. I'm my own man. I am a fucking man. I'm an adult. Adults can say whatever the fuck they want. You know what that's called? First Amendment, freedom of speech. And that is what I'm exercising right now. Something I, you know, just totally underestimated when I was in college. I really underestimated how strong my voice was. I was always that yes man, the positive feedback guy, always upbeat. So for the people that have seen me at my lowest or have seen me in a mood before that are not that were not used to it, that 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 was a, it was a rare occurrence, let me tell you. Cuz me being sad, me being angry, that's it it's just something you don't usually see cuz that's something I only expose to myself or those closest to me. Closest to me. Extremely selective. I don't even I don't even express these emotions with my parents. And I'm very close with them. And what sucks is that their my trust with them is different compared to the trust I have with the people that I share my feelings with. Very different. So that's why I don't I don't this kind of stuff I would never say to my parents. You know, and I'm sure they'd understand. Maybe they won't, but that's fine. It's perfectly fine. Um, man, I did drop a lot of shit there. And I honestly, I feel like I could keep going. So you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to keep going. For my past relationships, one in particular, I want to say thank you. I know that we didn't, I mean, I, we didn't end on a good note necessarily per se I you know I did what I had to do I lost feelings and that happens I think it really had to do with our differences as persons as as a person 
you and I were both very dominant personalities in a way where they clashed. In a way where I personally felt like I couldn't deal with that. I'm someone, I don't demand, I don't demand attention. I don't demand anything. I know that my voice, I know that what I say or just my personality in general already attracts attention in that way where you know, like, I'm not here to boss you around. I'm here to be your friend. I'm here to be kind to you. I'm here to inspire you, motivate you. You, to me, this was back then, your personality demanded, demanded attention. You were very domineering. You are a head-on leader, and that's very admirable. I admire it very much to this day. You know, you're a leader through and through, great. But then in our relationship, there was a conflict of interest. And there's just something with Taurus women that don't fit well with Aquarius men. And I will say that when I want my space, when I need time to think deep into my thoughts, I don't. I, I, I don't like it being forced out of me. I don't like things being told to me as if, like, you know, if I did this wrong, if I made one wrong move, that's it. You know, for example, if I ever find out that you lied to me, I'll never talk to you again. That's not something you say to a significant other. It's not. Stuff like that, you have said. Stuff like that has stuck with me. And I will say that never play fire with fire because it will come right back and burn you, whether you know it or not. But now that I got that ugly side out of the way, I want to thank you for being that person that really helped me find my true self. I found that being dependent, you, you helped me find the, the balance between being Independent and dependent. More independent because you, I remember, I was head over fucking heels for you in freshman year. We dated for a year, like three months, I think. And around freshman year before, you know, you had to temporarily break it off because I was too clingy. This was like my first relationship after my first heartbreak in, in high school. Um, I was very clingy and you weren't about that. And what you did, I appreciate now even more than ever because it really helped me figure out how to be independent in a relationship. How to not feel like I always need to have that person around all the time. But at the same time, as much as you helped me become or develop that personality, that quality of being able to confide in myself when my significant other's not there... At that same time, you kind of paved the road for the for for the end of us, really. Um, and that's not something I could have predicted. That's not something I didn't know. But once I felt that independence, that also contributed to why I lost feelings for you. And it, it sucks. It sucks because personally, even as incompatible as some... Zodiac signs can be. I wholeheartedly believe that anyone, anyone can be with anyone as long as both parties are willing to work through their problems and are willing to just, you know, be together, 
no matter what. Not no matter what, but be together through through you know through the hardships and actually talk it out and stuff. Um, there was definitely a lot of flaws, and I think I really hope that our relationship helped you grow as well. Because let me tell you right now, I told you everything. I was like a fucking lost puppy around you. I told you everything. And what you knew was what you knew, and what you knew was what I knew. And even when the truth hurt, I told you. And even even when you said nasty things to me for me telling you the truth, I didn't hold that against you. Because you were hurt. And that's fine. So... For that, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for helping me grow into the man that, or partially contributing to the man that I am today. If you hear this, you know who you are. And I I hope things are going well for you. I honestly wish you nothing but the best. And I genuinely mean that. And I know one of your favorite words was genuinely. So I'm genuinely using this word. By saying that, I genuinely hope you are doing well. And I mean that. As of right now, I am currently in a very happy relationship. After, I don't know, four, three, three, four failed relationships that really have taught me a lot. Um, Yeah, I'm very happy right now. And I think that this person that I'm currently with is definitely my person, the person that I am meant to be. She's also an Aquarius, fucking awesome, because although she has her insecurities, and of course I have mine, she doesn't let those insecurities eat her. She doesn't, she doesn't, she's not paranoid, because I have not, I haven't done anything wrong. So she, she trusts me, and I trust her, and we're very happy, very vocal, very vocal about about our problems, any just anything. But the thing that I love the most about her is just how no matter what, like she she's like in the in, in the sense she's she's like me. She's very much like me. And Freyer said one time, way back, way back, when I was in middle school or I think high school maybe, he told me, find you someone who's just like you, who's either the closest to you as possible. And I know that that sounds crazy. Because, you know, you probably end up killing that person. But it actually works out for some people. It really does. And for me, it worked out. Because I have dated people who were very different from me in a lot of aspects. In in terms of, of just energy levels, inspiration, motivation, everything. Interests, everything. Different. Just different. And... You know, my girlfriend now, her and I, we, we both love a lot of the same things. She, she's on the side, like, she, she's, not a, she's not a gamer or anything. She likes her makeup and, you know, facial cleansing stuff. And I, me, I like my video game shit and all my podcasts and all that. But, you know, I, I, there, there's some similarities, though, that really bring us together. And that, one of those is our energy. Our energies just match so well very silly. We're both goofy as hell. We both can like make each other laugh at, you know, any given time. And when we're upset, you know, that's that's always spoken of before we go to bed. And I'm very happy to say that this same person I live with and it's been great. 
I've lived with this person since the start of the pandemic. And I've never ex had such a great experience of living with a significant other. Because I've had close to that of, of an experience. Because other girlfriends that I've had during my years in college, where that person was also in my college and would sleep in the same room as me, that shit sucked. It really did. And it didn't work for me. But whenever it was, you know, after college and everything, and I didn't have those same obligations every day that I had to go to and have someone just think about when they're going to see me again. Like, I didn't have to worry about that with with her, like, right now. So, yeah, that's that's where, I'm, I, where, where my love life is at. I still, I to this day, my love life has been no less than an A-. minus. The only reason I would say A- minus is because, obviously, there have been a few times where there have been days consecutive days where it's really rough but here we are in the same apartment happy as ever excited to see each other whenever she gets out of work so a plus a fucking plus and let me tell you that it took a while it took me a lot it took a lot of reflecting a lot of a lot of crying a lot of just just deep thinking on my past relationships reflecting thinking about what I did not want what I was looking for, and knowing, knowing how to look for it. And let me just say, I did not find her by through Tinder. I did not. And I'm fucking happy to say that. Because <laughs> I've only ever seen one successful love story through Tinder, and that was one of my old teammates from rugby. Dalton, shout out to Dalton. Has a beautiful, like a little handsome son named Arlen. And he's married to his beautiful wife, who he found on Tinder. That's the only successful story that I'm closest to that I know of and they're an awesome couple and everything and that's that's really it that that they're they were my motivation to keep looking for love and tender for all those years that I've been on it throughout college whenever I was single of course but I was I was very fortunate to find my current girlfriend through a mutual friend and then the rest the rest was history I shot my shot and I scored a fucking buzzer beater. That buzzer beater was by far the, the biggest buzzer beater I've ever done in my life. With anything. <laughs> okay. Now you can see I'm easing down. My adrenaline has went down. I feel more relaxed. I've really let a lot of shit out. And just remember, this won't be the last time. Because I'm going to embrace this dark side of me more. And this is what's going to keep you listening. Is knowing the ugly side of me, and that's, that's fine, that's perfectly fine, alright, so I'm going to move on to other topics, I'm going to close the, this, uh, this topic in particular, um, the one that I just spoke about, I actually titled it College and Its Ugly Truths, but it was really, it was really, it should be retitled My College Experience and Its Ugly Truths, so I'm just going to, I'm going to put that instead, so the next topic I want to talk about really pertains a lot to um, domestic abuse. Um, I don't know if I should be giving a trigger warning, but if I do have to, um, okay, insert trigger warning here. Domestic abuse is no fucking joke. Um, I have witnessed it. I've never been a part of it. I will say that now. I have not, I've never laid hands on a woman. I will say that right now. I've never laid hands on a woman. To this day, I still have not. This day I never planned to because I have seen it enough that to me, I don't fuck with that. 
any I, I I also I also 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 I don't have many male friends per se, like actual male friends, but if I ever knew that they committed any form of domestic abuse, I will talk to them, I will address it to them and tell them, "Hey, I hope you learn from this, and I hope that's something that you would never do ever again because it's it's not a joke." And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, in particular, I want to bring up the Tory Lanez shooting Meg the Stallion. Whoa, the issue. I like to say woes. I like to sometimes use words that are similes of ones that are used a lot. Woes, those are problems. So I have, you know, I have a lot of woes. I have a lot of problems. Same thing. So the problem uh, that happened with Tory Lanez shooting Meg the Stallion in the foot, for one. I hate cancel culture, but if if anyone deserves to be canceled anymore, it's Tory Lanez himself. And that is because that is the most pussy shit thing you could ever do to a woman, is fucking shoot them. Let alone point a gun at them. Pussy shit. And in case you're not up to date with the information, basically, just to keep it in short terms for you, Tory Lanez... Meg the Stallion, another female, and Tori's bodyguard were all in a vehicle. Argument broke out. Meg the Stallion tried to get out the car. Tori Lanes apparently was drunk, had a gun, had a gun, and shot Meg the Stallion in the foot. Um, luckily, she was fine, and she's you know she's doing she's doing great. Probably doesn't fuck with Tori anymore. And he sent her. Tori sent a text to. Meg the Stallion basically apologizing, saying he was too drunk, and that was it. But let me just say right now that being drunk is never an excuse to do something as pussy shit as shooting a woman. Because I wonder if he would have said the same thing if he would have shot and killed Meg the Stallion and said, I'm sorry, I was drunk. You do that's just something you don't say anything about really you just kind of swallow the fucking pill and admit you're wrong so in general men especially men who have either been in a situation of domestic abuse really think like is that fair especially to the woman i don't think anyone deserves to be abused period nobody nobody deserves to be abused that's, it's, it's just not right. It dehumanizes you. We are humans. We're supposed to feel like a human. Abuse dehumanizes you. All right? You don't do that shit. So Tory Lanez, originally, I was okay with your music. I deleted all your shit off my Spotify. I know it's not something, I know, I know you never hear this. It's fine. I know I'm, I'm speaking like I'm speaking to you right in your face. But... You fucked up. You admit to your fuck-ups and you learn from it. Same goes for all men in general. You fuck up and you learn from it. Like this, this is just some pussy shit. You don't ever shoot a woman. It's just wrong. It's wrong. Men have a lot of power. That's because the fucking patriarchy exists. I'm going to start going. I'm, I'm, I'm backing away from the mic now. I'm going to start going into my tangent now. Men 
have such fragile egos. Whether a lot of you want to admit it or not, men have fragile egos, okay? And the only way for you men, for us men, to combat that is to admit that yes, we need to work on our ego. Yes, our ego may be fragile and we're going to do what we can to learn from it. Here, here's how I can tell you that I do not have a fragile ego. And hopefully you can learn something from this, all right? Okay? I've had people say shit to me over Twitter before. And you want to know what I said? <laughs> okay. Either I don't respond and I just laugh. Or I'm just like, okay, if I know this is not true, okay, that's it. That's really it. That's really all you have to fucking do. You know? If a woman's ever mad at you and she throws daggers at you with her words, let her. Because you want to know why? Words are words. Words never warrant for you to be physically harmed. The only thing that would warrant for, for someone to be physically harmed is by self-defense. Alright? Self-defense. It's the only time. So, men, please, get your shit together. Um, never use being drunk as an excuse to, to hit women. Never, just, just, don't come up with excuses. Just accept humility and say I was wrong. Because really, a lot of relationships are just fucked. All because the man doesn't want to, just doesn't want to give any form of submission to the woman or to their partner. Whatever they are, whatever the sexuality is. You know what that's called? Toxic masculinity. That's when you believe, in, in, no, th and this doesn't have to be conscious. This is very well subconscious. And honestly, that this, this was what society brought us to, to believe for a while. But men, men have this subconscious thought that they should always be the breadwinner doing all this shit. But really, you don't have to. You're not in it alone. That's why having a partner is beautiful. Because all your shit gets cut in half. All your shit gets cut in half, as well as for them. That's in a healthy relationship, at least. Okay. And then just let me let me remind you all. This is all my my opinion. It's totally fine if you disagree. Okay. Um, I don't I don't think we're ever gonna have a yelling match over it, but we can definitely talk about it if you want. Just know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have Twitter fingers or quick text type you whatever over the fucking phone. If you really want to talk about this. If you have my Snapchat, there's video chat for a reason. It's a bunch of shit. But the best we can do is video chat. Just remember that. <sighs> Abuse is just fucked. Alright? And seeing how common it happens with celebrities, imagine how often it happens behind closed doors with other people. Alright? Be supportive of the Me Too movement. Be supportive of... To be supportive of, of the women, even the men that claim that, you know, they were abused. And if they are, just support them. Don't shame them. Try to try to tell them you're going to be okay. You know, and it, it's it's hard. It really is hard because I I've dated women who were physically and mentally abused sexually, too. And it sucks. It really sucks. Like there's men out there that are fucking shitty. It just makes me want to
pound their fucking face in. You know? I put that out on the on, on the heavy bag, or used to at least, whenever I was still in, in college. There's a field house has a, a boxing bag on the on the one corner of the field house. And that's what I always take my anger out on. Every that was my, that's my therapy. That's my fucking therapy. You know, if if I'm not if not if I'm not seeing a professional therapist, psychologist, or something, my therapy is that heavy bag. Which luckily I finally found a gym that has a heavy bag. So hey, whoop the fucking do. Let's go. All right. Hopefully I'm gonna be feeling better. Gonna be in, gr- in, in much better shape. Gonna burn all this fucking pandemic weight. But going back, that wasn't the point that I was trying to get across. Going back to what I was just talking about. Just treat, we need to treat our women better. We really do. Like us men, we, we need to treat our women better. We need to give them, we need to help them get into the opportunities that men always had. Because inequality, like gender inequality is very much real. It's very much real. And and I, I will openly say, and this isn't, there's no shame in saying it as a man. I am a feminist. I am a hard, not a hardcore feminist. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm taking a step back. I am an avid feminist. I do believe that men and women deserve equal pay. I have no fucking idea why, why that's a problem today. Um, it is true that men have been at the top of businesses, corporations, you name it, everything, for many years. And that was because our country was made upon men. But the thing is, is that women also played a large part behind the scenes. Do you ever heard of history? I took a women and gender studies course. They also talked about something called her story. History? Her story? I know, it sounds kind of ridiculous, but it's It's real. Her story, her, her story is history of women, of things that were never put out in the books. Because if you look at history, history now, it rarely talks about women. It just talks about when they got voting rights, when they, you know, made one huge movement or one huge deal of something and that was it. We need to talk more about that. That is, we, not, not only do we have gender inequality, we also have racial inequality. There's so much wrong with our fucking country. So much wrong. And if you say that is that is not true, oh my god, you are fucking delusional. You are fucking delusional. Alright? Do your research. Do your Googles. As Joe Button says, do your Googles. Alright? If, uh, if you really want to know some shit, hit me up. Alright? If you're too fucking lazy. But I'm telling you, there are many more problems in this country than what it seems and what you know what everybody knows you want to know why because it it is just it all comes back it all comes back to social media putting it out there there there's you know what i'm I'm going i'm gonna take a step back i'm gonna take a step back these a lot of these problems that i've addressed already they've always been around they really have been it's only been being put to light now because of the accessibility of technology today that we have. Shit can be put out there in a second. In a second. Or even be live streamed. Think about that. Think about all that shit you're seeing online. If you're seeing that as often as you do online. Depending on how often you get on social media. Imagine that times 
a fucking ton. Think about all the different states, all the different locations, all the different houses, municipalities, cities, everything across the country. Just our country alone. How often that shit you see happens. Because chances are, it's happened multiple times. And some way many, way too many times account. Alright? Police, police brutality. <laughs> as often as you see it, as often as you see it on, on social media, imagine that, multiplying that. Alright? I'm not saying that all cops are bad. But don't fucking tell me that that issue, that social injustice, police brutality, is not as bad as we think. Fuck you, alright? Fuck you. And I say this from a place of frustration. I say this from my moon and fucking Gemini. Because right now you see my fucking dark side, alright? You're hearing it right now. Alright? It's nothing personal. Maybe. Maybe it's nothing personal. But don't take that fuck you to heart. Seriously. I'm, I'm still that kind of Gion that you've known from whenever you've known me. Seriously, I really am. Just right now, my tolerance for bullshit is on the fucking ground. It's done. It's down there somewhere. You can't find it. Tolerance, non-existent. It's dead. Alright? I, all I have to say is open your fucking eyes or shut the fuck up. Alright? It's all out there. So, I'm... Now, this is going to segue me now. Well, this is fucking great. I, I love how I'm doing this. I'm segueing into fake news. Alright? Um, wow. Okay. You know, I really thought I wasn't... I was I was done yelling into the mic. But no, this, this, this might happen. So, I saw the other day... Um, you know, from my girlfriend's Facebook. Because my Facebook is currently disabled. I disabled it because I'm just, I can't, I can't take the stupidity, the hypocrisy. I can't take it. All right. There's only so much you can do when you're in social media, having to check your friends for shit that just, they need to be checked for. For example, all right. There, um, through my girlfriend's Facebook, I saw, and why was I on her Facebook, you ask? Okay, well, because she was telling me to look at this person that's under a friend request, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then I told her that, hey, like, I just went through your Facebook. I'm just looking to see what said person was doing. And I was disappointed because he's conservative, very, very, very conservative. And he was just posting things that were not true. And this is what brings me to fake news. So he posted, he shared a, an article, an article, I don't even know if he fucking read it, of apparently the Breonna Taylor case not being what everyone thought it was to be. Now, in case you don't know who Breonna Taylor is, um, you've definitely heard her name before, but she's the person that was asleep in her apartment and her boyfriend was in her apartment with her. And when cops went and shot up her place, she was, they shot up her place, she was asleep, all right? And this was all in a completely botched, quote-unquote, no-knock warrant. Shit. Whatever. Um, the facts of that case is the person that they were looking for, A, did not live in that apartment. Alright? B, that person that they were looking for was already arrested. I repeat, that person that the cops were looking for was already arrested. And also, whenever gunshots were fired, 
the person, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, he had a legal firearm. He was legal. He had a legal firearm. And he didn't know who was at the door. And when he heard gunshots, he shot back. That is called self-defense. And then, no, he had no idea there were cops. How the fuck would you know? All right? A fuck-up. A fuck-up by the police caused the death of someone who did not deserve to die. So for someone to say, to post on some fake news source, I don't even know what the fuck name it is, to say that there was indeed actually facts by an anonymous source that... Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. For one, I looked at the website, I read the whole thing. Anonymous, really? Fucking lies. Because everyone would have known already. What you're seeing, the like at least, at least actual things that happened, you're seeing it on the big news outlets. All those fucking fake news thingies, whatever, that show up on Facebook, fucking check them. Check them. Do not fuck with Breonna Taylor's name. Do not fuck with Elijah McClain's name. Do not fuck with George, George Floyd's name. Don't fuck with their names. Anyone who was wrongfully killed, wrongfully killed. I don't care if they committed crimes before. I don't care if they had a clean record. I don't care if they were in the middle of the scene. If they were doing nothing wrong, don't fuck with their name if they were wrongfully killed. Don't fuck with their name. I'm going to say that a million fucking times. Don't fuck with their name. All right. So for that person that made that that fake article, fake article, fuck you. Okay. Obviously, you're conservative, very conservative. You don't want to believe that there is an actual huge problem in our country, a huge epidemic, and it's not just Corona. It's fucking racism, and it spews, and it's it's great. It's just great to see now to see because honestly, the truth hurts. The truth fucking hurts. But what also hurts is seeing. All the snakes in the grass just popping out. All the fucking racists out there. Alright? And for all those black people that are defending those racist people, anything you're called, you deserve it. You really do. <laughs> like, there's, no, there's really nothing else to say. If you're defending them, if you're denying the fact that racism is a huge problem in America, you're a fucking coon. Coon. I said it. It's the first time I ever said that word. You're a fucking coon. Take it and leave it. Take it and leave it. Take it to the grave with you. I would only hope that you learn. Just just open your eyes. I'm not trying to tell like I'm not trying to tell you that that you know only black lives matter or that only black lives are in danger. But it's it's very evident that they are the most in danger right now. And they just need your help, you know. Um, the riot, the rioters, the looter, the looters, the people that that loot shit. Um, I can't speak for them. I don't condone it at all. For the people that are actually fighting for the right reasons, them I can speak for, and them you should not be shitting on for standing up for what they believe in. All right. So. I'm just going to add this side plug in, but be sure your uh, voter information, your voter registration information, if you're legal, if you're of age, um, is uh, updated. I updated mine as soon as I moved. Be sure that's that's up to date. Be sure you vote, no matter who it is. Be sure you're, you're either voting Republican or Democrat. Otherwise, you're making your voice null, void. All right? I highly encourage you 
you vote, you vote, just, just vote. But uh, yeah, going back to fake news, please do your research. Um, I hate people on Facebook and it hurts me even more when it's my friends or people that I, I've, I've seen in a positive light put up things that are not real. And let me tell you right now, yes, I am a liberal. I am, I am liberal. I'm not a quote unquote libtard. I'm not a fucking radical left. No, fuck out of here with that shit. Fuck out of here. When you say the word radical, that means they're going to do radical things to make sure that agenda is accomplished. All right? Antifa, radical left. KKK, radical right. There, I said it. Think about that. Both should not be, both should, both should, both should be con considered terrorist groups. All right. I have very, very strong feelings about people who try to use violence, who try to use violence to get a point across when it really could be done in other ways. Now, when we try to use our voices and violence is, is, is the response, then shit, you fucking started it. <laughs> you know, this is why we're seeing such a divide in our country is because we say something, we get attacked for it. Then we attack. Holy shit, we're the bad guys all of a sudden. And that goes for both sides. That goes for both sides. And this is why I'm really, I'm really just trying to keep my distance from, from a lot of people. I, mean, I really am. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the place for it, man. I, you're, you're knowing everything of me now, the way I think. You can call me blind. I am not. Because I'm seeing things in hindsight. Like, I'm, I'm seeing things from a perspective where almost everything you see, everything you hear is in question. If you know that, then you're not blind. Question everything. It's right. Rightfully. Just question everything. Be curious. Really strike up a conversation. Try to go against your thoughts. Try to go against what you believe in. See how that feels. Try to put yourself in the perspective of other people that oppose what you think. Do that. Try it. Also, do your research. Please. Do your fucking research before you ever post anything. Um, I'm to this day, I am still like every now and then, every now and then I would easily like I'll just immediately assume and just, just fucking act on it. Learn from that. I've learned from it. I'm still learning from it, but please, for the love of God, please don't be a headline sharer. If you share things from the headline, you're doing it wrong. Look at the article, analyze it, do your research then, Google it, see if there's multiple sources that say the same thing, if not something different, and then come up with your conclusions. Don't come up with a conclusion from a fucking heading. Anyways, yeah, that's really it. This has been quite a long episode. I've, I've really enjoyed this, this rant, this tangent, super juicy. Um, I will also would like to plug in my my Twitter, Zeke the Bear, Z E K E D A B E A R. You can also look up Zeke the Bear on Twitch. I live stream every now and then. I'm trying to do it once a week. Please follow me on that. Um, peace out, and until next time. <laughs>